we did it. We made it to April. This is the month of Easter and spring and new life and Arbor Day and Earth Day. Summer, which is my favorite season, is just within reach. Today, by the way, is Friday, April 3rd, but according to nationaltoday.com, it's also World Party Day, a holiday that's over 25 years old that encourages us to organize block parties. World, we're going to have to RSVP no on that one. Let's take a rain check for 2021, okay? Hi and hello! You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. Edit! Or maybe this is the podcast for moms who have nothing but time. <laughs> you can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Mom log. Day 19 of the official COVID-19 social distancing protocol. My children are bored. We are into our third week of school at home, and after sleeping in and eating a late and leisurely breakfast, we usually start school around 9 a.m. and end around 12.30 or so, minus reading. Around 3 o'clock, I had pulled down some books that I was squirreling away for Christmas for the kids, deciding that they should have them now with so much extra time in their hands. That's when I heard a dragging sound in the garage. Jude had taken everything out of the garage and was covered in a thin layer of sweat and dust. Jude, what in the world? Well, he reasoned, my room is clean. I did my laundry. I don't have any homework. I read Lord of the Rings. We already baked cookies and a loaf of bread, so I decided to clean out the whole garage. You know it's bad when your children resort to cleaning for fun. I feel bad for him. I really do. He misses his classmates. He cannot ride his bike down the street to play with friends. He's read all the books and cooked all the things. If he's not careful, he's going to start jonesing to cut his own hair. I think now that it's day 19, they've started to realize that this is our new norm. Now it's getting uncomfortable because the novelty of this has worn off. I must be bored too. I unearthed my serious running shoes, shoes that I used approximately four times two years ago. I ordered an LED light so I can run at night. I put Nike Run Club back on my phone and found that funny belt thing that my phone is supposed to go into when I'm running. I am feeling antsy and restless, but I am trying to be the calm, steady state for my antsy and restless children. What are we going to do when we've organized and cleaned the whole house and we've run out of flour and we're tired of running in circles? I can now understand why so many of you are adopting new puppies. We can handle new responsibilities now that we have a little more time on our hands. Plus, we could all use more cute cuddles these days. We have a dog. Her name is Noodles, and she is a miniature dachshund, which is ridiculous on two accounts. One, dachshunds are ridiculous dogs. I mean, just look at them. And two, they're already small, so when you have a miniature dachshund, it's basically just an absurd animal. <laughs> do you remember that episode where I revealed that I do not have an inner monologue? Well, I do not have an inner monologue for myself, but I do pretend that Noodles has one. Kind of like Kristoff does with Finn the reindeer in Frozen. 
I narrate the world in a voice that I imagine for noodles. Does anyone else do this with their dog? In my mind, noodles sounds like an exasperated teenager who is always slightly embarrassed by us. She goes, Mom, do you have to call me Noodle McDoodle in front of the other dogs? Or, Mom, why are you making me wear this embarrassing sweater? Or, Mom, you forgot to feed me breakfast. You're the worst. I was thinking of Noodles' inner monologue when Chris sent me this very true news story on USA Today two days ago. Let me just read you the whole story as is. A man was arrested in Washington Saturday after a high-speed car chase, but he wasn't the one in the driver's seat. His pet pit bull was. The 51-year-old Lakewood man is facing several charges, including driving under the influence, reckless driving, hit-and-run, and felony eluding. The suspect was driving a 1996 Buick when authorities say he struck two vehicles and fled on Interstate 5. Officials said the vehicle at one point was traveling over 100 miles per hour. Trooper Heather Axman told CNN that the man was driving very erratically as he had tried to evade troopers. Eventually, troopers used spike strips and ended the chase, and during the arrest, Axman said the driver told police that he was, quote, trying to teach his dog how to drive, end quote. I wish I could make this up, Axman told CNN. I've been a trooper for almost 12 years, and wow, I've never heard this excuse. I've been in a lot of high-speed chases, I've stopped a lot of cars, and never have I gotten an excuse that they were teaching their dog how to drive. And this is Noodles. Mom, why won't you teach me to drive? Well, Noodles, it's because you can't reach the pedals. But honestly, do you know what the most surprising thing about that story was? Well, there are two. First, that it took place in Washington State and not the South or in Florida. But secondly, that a 1996 Buick can go over 100 miles per hour. I'm afraid, but I'm also impressed. You know, if I could teach Noodles anything, I don't know if drive is the first thing I'd choose. Like, wouldn't it be cool if she could sweep or fold laundry or something? Okay, right now as I'm recording this, it is 3.30 a.m. And I'll be honest... I wrote and I rewrote this episode because it just kept coming out kind of a bummer. You see, last night it became official. Tonight at 6 p.m., we residents of Georgia begin shelter-in-place guidelines until at least April 13th, the exact length of spring break here. Public school is officially canceled for the remainder of the year, and private schools are expected to follow suit. I know that many of you have been in shelter-in-place much longer than this, and you are in dire situations in terms of work, and I'm sorry. That's hard. This, this whole thing is hard. These new announcements came to me via a group text thread that I'm on with the moms of Caroline's first grade class, and honestly, the optimist in me had been holding out hope that we'd at least go back to school for the final two weeks. You know, to do dance recitals and poetry recitals or to do our track meet or our fun run. I really expected that we'd get to do all the fun into the school year things like celebrations and graduation and dances. When the announcement came, it was the first time in 19 days that I've cried for my kids. As I listened to Jude break down all my Amazon boxes outside, I just started feeling really bad for them. 
I cry easily, and I've cried over firsthand accounts of my nurse friends being scared and being out of masks and gloves, and I've cried over people being unable to see their loved ones in the hospital. But this is the first time that I've really cried for my kids. I keep cracking jokes about how hard this is for extroverts who really need people and introverts that can't get away from the people in their house. But honestly, I hadn't really stopped to think about how this was hard and new and confusing for little kids. My, my urge to bake something is what I do when I feel a little helpless. There's something so comforting about throwing together some water and melted butter and flour and mixing it by hand and making something from it. It makes my house smell good, it makes my belly feel good, and it makes my family smile. I can't control the world, but I can set the thermostat in my home, and I'm, I'm trying really hard to set it on joy and on fun things and on yes as often as I can. I'm trying to be really careful here at home and here on the show. In my community group last night, someone asked, when people talk to you, do they leave the conversation more fearful or more hopeful? Not at home for me. I hope that this show in our community gives you some levity in these strange and difficult times, but I also hope that we can be both, people who take this seriously, people who have broken hearts for the broken things of this world, and people who can still find joy and fun in these days. So if you feel like you're having emotional whiplash, that's okay. I think we all are. It's normal to feel scared or unsure because we feel threatened our security, our health, the health of our families. But it's also okay to appreciate this time, the slower pace, the special memories you're making at home. We're women. We are used to knowing great joy at the same exact moment of great pain. I mean, isn't that what childbirth is? Isn't that what raising children is all about? So if you're struggling with wanting to be light, but also wanting to acknowledge the seriousness of this all, I'm right there with you, friend. And that's okay. We can be both. Today's sponsor spotlight is Thrive Cosmetics. They sent me their famous mascara to try as well as their three-in-one face cleanser. And you heard me Monday saying that at first use, I immediately swapped it in and now it's my daily cleanser. Right after that, I bought the Buildable Blur CC Cream and Infinity Waterproof Eyeliner and used our Today By The Way discount, and they came yesterday. Again, these products live up to their hype. The mascara and eyeliner do not budge, but the cleanser takes it right off without irritating my eyes at all. If you haven't heard of Thrive Cosmetics, you need to know that they have a mission that is truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to nonprofit partners that include organizations that aid women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and women fighting cancer. They're known for their high-quality, long-lasting makeup, and all Thrive products are vegan and cruelty-free and formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. If you've been curious about Thrive Cosmetics, they are offering today, by the way, friends, a 15% discount, which I've already used. <laughs> Next on my list to get their Cosmo Power Multidimensional Strobing Blush and their Overnight Sensation Brightening Sleep Mask. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com today and use code TODAY for 15% off your first purchase. That's thrive, C-A-U-S-E, medics.com today, code TODAY for 15% off. That link is in our show notes and the show description 
but it's thrivecosmetics.com slash today, code today. For today's good time, good deal segment, I do not have a deal for you. A DoorDash driver on Facebook lets me know she makes about $8 per hour. She's offered about $2 per food run from DoorDash plus whatever tip she gets, but she isn't always tipped. An Instacart driver on Facebook told me she can clear about $15 per hour doing two runs an hour, but that more than half of her customers do not tip at all. She says she goes into every order assuming there will be no tip. With no contact delivery, she says it's actually easier for people to not tip her. They don't have to see her face and feel bad about it. The amount of orders are up, so she's able to do more runs, but she's in the store a lot, a lot, a lot. And she says it's kind of a bummer that tips are scarce these days when she's trying to make ends meet and worried about being sick since she's out and about more than the average person. Just a reminder, a lot of these new drivers are people who were working at theaters or were servers at restaurants or were working retail and then have had their hours severely cut or were let go. I know it sounds like a lot, but hear me out. At a restaurant, you pay a server 15 to 20% of the cost of the meal to bring you your food from the kitchen to your table. You would never say, well, they make an hourly from the restaurant, so I won't tip. So if you're able, consider showing your driver the same courtesy because they're bringing you your food from a store or a restaurant to your front porch. But if that seems high, most drivers agree that a $5 tip is fair for a small to average size order. Now, if they have to do a bunch of stairs or if you made a huge order with lots of requests or you have an angry dog that might bite them, most companies suggest you take that into consideration too. If possible, tip in cash and always tip off the full amount before any promotion. For example, if you have a $20 order but you use a promo code to drop your order down to $15, you should still leave your tip based on the $20 total. If you're tipping 20%, this would equate to a $4 tip. According to Glassdoor, the average driver makes $8 per hour. I had no idea it was this low because often when I'm doing an order, I'll see a service fee and a delivery fee. What I didn't know is that the driver did not keep 100% of that delivery fee. Most of that goes to the company. They say for insurance and whatnot. Sometimes part of that goes to the restaurant. They say for packaging. The driver usually only makes a very small percentage of that delivery fee. We're talking $1 in the case of DoorDash. Yikes. So I hope that clears things up, and hopefully we can show these dedicated drivers some generosity as we use their services. Today's TBTW challenge is one that I'm throwing out there because I desperately need to do it. This week's challenge is to clean out your pantry or your food storage cupboard, wherever you keep your food. I could not for the life of me find our brown sugar yesterday for the amazing cookie recipe I nabbed from A Pinch of Young, which I've linked in the show notes. And that's because my pantry, which is just a little closet with four or five shelves, not a walk-in situation thing, my pantry is a jumbled mess. I really, really need to clean it out and put together things in logical ways. Baking ingredients should go together. Canned goods should go together. Snacks and cereal that I don't want the kids to get should be way, way, way up at the top. And I am almost certain we have some food that we could give to our local food bank. I just got an email today from North Fulton Community Charities Food Pantry. That's the food bank that we support in our area. And because of COVID-19, they're not open to accept donations all day long like usual. They're only open by appointment or they can arrange a pickup. 
their donations have drastically decreased when the need for food has dramatically increased. They put out a call for canned soups, mac and cheese, rice and beans, and cereal. And I bet your local food bank or Meals on Wheels have similar needs these days. We're all in cleaning mode, so let's give the pantry a good reorg and donate what we can locally. I dare you to show us before and after photos. Tag them with TBTW Challenge and let us see your work. Okay, friend, that is it for today. And I want to thank you. I get a lot of emails about the business of podcasting and overall listenership for all podcasts across the board are down. That's not the case for today, by the way, which is so interesting because it was designed to be a commuter's podcast or a podcast that you listen to while you do a chore or get ready in the morning. With our new routines, I mean, none of us are going anywhere. Is is anyone getting ready in the morning? I, I still want to thank you for listening to our show. Our listenership is steady state, and a number of you have included it on Instagram story surveys. You know the ones? Like when they ask you what you're listening to lately. Thank you for including us in that. That's a simple way that more women can find us, and I appreciate that you're sharing the show with your friends. I know you have a lot on your plate these days, so thank you for finding a little bit of time to spend listening to the show. I hope you're well. I hope this gave you a moment to catch your breath. And I hope that you can join me and my friend Jessica Quirk on Instagram Live tonight at 10 p.m. for more of this. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on.